Hello, and welcome to episode 2 of Teaching Time with Tim. In this episode, we'll be covering ionic and covalent bonds. Uh, so we'll start with covalent bonds. These will always take place between non-metals. Everything to the right and up of that stair-step line. So, like carbon, phosphorus, nitrogen, sulfur, all non-metals. Also be aware that hydrogen is also a non-metal even though it's in a different place on the periodic table. So these covalent bonds involve the sharing of electrons. Uh, if you think of nonmetals as their ion form, they would always form anions, where they receive electrons, like chlorine would receive one electron, become Cl minus one, uh, and that way it would fulfill its electron structure up to something similar to a noble gas. So. Something similar is, is happening in covalent bonds, just because they're between two nonmetals, electrons aren't being given, they're being shared. So both atoms involved want those electrons, so they're, they're both able to like, receive the, the charge of those electrons. In a compound like water, which is H2O, oxygen is bonded to hydrogens, two hydrogens, and so those electrons able to, are able to be shared. So hydrogen is able to have a full orbital, is able to fill its orbital, and oxygen needs two electrons, and it's able to fill those two. And if something like Cl2, just the diatomic form of chlorine, if, so chlorine as an, an anion would take one electron but in covalent bond, bonded to itself, it shares electrons, so both atoms can have the charge that it needs. There's two different kinds of covalent bonds. There's polar and nonpolar. So without getting too far into it, all you'd really get to know now is that uh, in polar covalent bonds, the electrons aren't shared equally, meaning that the electrons just they'll spend more time around one atom than the other atom. So there's this unequal sharing there. And so nonpolar bonds are where the sharing of, of an electron is equal, so um, it, will, it will spend time between both atoms equally. The, the, most, the major side effect of a, a polar bond is that because the electron is more towards one, atom than the other, it will, uh, one side of that compound will be very slightly positive and the other will be slightly negative because the, uh, the electron isn't being shared equally. So to name covalent compounds, you will use the name of every, every element included and you will use prefix to tell how many of that atom there are. The prefix for one is mono, but if the if the first atom in the molecule is one, you can leave off the mono. So in a compound like NH3, which is ammonia, you have one nitrogen and three hydrogens. You can leave off the mono on nitrogen, and then the prefix for three is tri. So that would be nitrogen trihydride. And for a compound like S2O2, that would be disulfur dioxide. So the full list of prefixes that you'll need to know, one is mono, two is di, 
3 is tri, 4 is tetra, 5 is penta, 6 is hexa, 7 is hepta, H-E-P-T-A, 8 is octa, 9 is nana, 10 is deca, and then uh, you really only need to know up to there for now. If you need 12, that's dodeca. So one more time, mono is 1, di is 2, tri is 3, tetra is 4, penta is 5, hexa is 6, hepta is 7, octa is 8, nana is 9, and deca is 10. Now onto ionic bonds. They always form between a cation and an anion, and these can differ a little bit. Usually this will be between a metal and a non-metal, but both cations and anions, uh, those can be larger polyatomics. And if you don't know what a polyatomic is, go, go listen to the podcast Polyatomics from Teaching Time with Tim. So in ionic bonds, electrons are transferred. They're not shared. So in a compound like NaCl, which is salt, Na is a plus one ion, so that means it loses one electron. Cl is a minus one ion, means it takes one electron. And once this electron is transferred from sodium to the chlorine, the only reason they bond is not because they're still sharing this electron. Um, it's like the chlorine gets to keep that electron. They're bonded because sodium has that has a charge of a plus one, and chlorine has a, a charge of a minus one, and they're just attracted to each other, similar to how magnets are attracted to each other, where there's uh, positive charges, negative charges, and they attract. Looking at another ionic compound, calcium nitrate, that would be calcium, which is a plus two ion, and nitrate, the NO3 minus one ion. Because calcium is a plus two and nitrate is a minus one, there will be two nitrates. So the full formula for that is Ca, NO3, and NO3 in parentheses two. The same thing happens in the Cl and Na and salt as, as the calcium and nitrate in calcium nitrate. The electron is transferred, and the nitrate keeps that electron, and then they're attracted together. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that the nitrate itself, the NO3, the bonds within that molecule are covalent. So NO3, the oxygens are covalently bonded to the nitrogen, but the nitrate as a whole is ionically bonded to the calcium. If you're asked if calcium nitrate is ionic or covalent, that is ionic because the overall molecule is ionically bonded. It's just good to keep in mind the bonds of the nitrate. So naming ionic compounds, you will always use the name of the cation as it is, and then you'll add on the name of the anion. If the anion is just a single molecule, we'll go back to sodium chloride salt, NaCl. You just use the, the name of the cation as it is, sodium, and then you'll add on chlorine, but you'll switch that for an IDE ending. S sodium chloride. If the cation is a polyatomic, you'll just use it as it is, as you would uh, the other cations. And if the anion is polyatomic, you don't have to change the ending at all. You just leave it as it is. Calcium nitrate, 
um, you leave that A-T-E ending there. The acids. Acids, they're just another kind of ionically bonded molecule. These molecules involve hydrogen ions. So these first plus one hydrogen ions, they will be the first thing listed in the, the formula of that compound. Uh, many properties of acids are just going to be the same for general, general ionic compounds. So if you're trying to like, write out a formula of a acid, it's the same with ionic compounds. You need to match the number of positive charges with the number of negative charges. So hydrogen will always be used as uh, its positive cation in acids. So it'll have a plus one there. And then whatever your anion is, like if it's Cl, that's a minus one, you'll just have one hydrogen and one chlorine. If it's something greater, like sulfate, which is SO4 minus two, you need to match the charges, so that'd be H2SO4. Acids can, or the compound itself can exist as a solid, but generally, you'll only see it in an aqueous form, which means it's dissolved in water, because it'll only react, it'll really only have many of its properties that like acids are used for in its aqueous form. Naming acids, the first type that you need to know are binary acids, which is just when hydrogen is bonded with a single other element. So these are called binary acids, and you name them by always starting off with hydro, representing hydrogen, and then you take the other element it's bonded to and add a IC ending. For example, like HCl is hydrochloric acid, that's chlorine replaced with IC, hydrochloric, and something like HI, hydrogen and iodine, that's hydroiodic acid. Acids can also exist, uh, hydrogen and a polyatomic. For these, you won't use hydro at all. First, start out with the name of the anion. If the anion ends in A-T-E, you'll switch that for an I-C ending. If it ends in I-T-E, you will switch it to an O-U-S ending. And then you'll just add the word acid onto the end of that, whatever you have. So if you have something like an acid formed with hydrogen and nitrate, so that will be H-N-O-3. You take the name, name of the anion, nitrate, that ends in A-T-E, so it goes to I-C, so that's now nitric, so it's nitric acid. Similarly for like uh, H2SO4, the anion there is sulfate, so you switch the A-T-E for I-C, um, so that's sulfuric acid. Really, you, ne you, you need to make sure you remember those uh, ending changes. A-T-E goes to I-C, I-T-E goes to O-U-S. The, for the uh, I-T-E, those will exist with different forms of anions. So for nitrate, that will go to nitric acid. But if it's something like H-N-O-2, that anion is now nitrite. That will be nitrous acid. So like nitrous acid, sulfurous acid, and you can continue this on. Again, eight goes to ick, it goes to os. For the binary acids, it can be sort of unclear sometimes where to place that ending. In the case of hydrochloric acid, you just took chloride. 
and replaced IDE with IC. But for something like hydroiodic, that's iodine, you took the IC and put it earlier. So really just put the IC wherever it sounds the best. It's not really a common rule to follow for everything. Some things to some good things to remember is that covalent bonds are stronger than ionic bonds, and that's because they involve those sharing of electrons where both atoms need that bond to stay stable. But in ionic bonds are weaker because it's only the attraction between the two different differently charged ions. I'll do a bit of review. So covalent between nonmetals, sharing of electrons, and there's polar and nonpolar. Those are named name every element present with the prefix that you need to denote how many of each element there are. In ionic, those are, are between cations and anions, like something between a metal and a nonmetal, or uh, those can also be polyatomics. Electrons are transferred, and then ions are attracted, and these are named with the cation, and then the anion plus IDE, or just the name of the polyatomic, if there's polyatomics present. And naming ionic, you never use prefixes to show how many elements there are. Say if there's like two uh, iron atoms in a, a compound, it's not di-iron. You just leave it iron and then whatever the anion would be. You never use those prefixes for ionic compounds. Acids are also just ionic bonds, but they're, they involve uh, a hydrogen cation and some sort of anion. are usually, most of the time, aqueous. They're named uh, when it's a binary acid, just hydrogen and another element, hydro plus the element with an IC ending, like hydrochloric or hydroiodic. And if it's hydrogen with a polyatomic, it's the name of the anion, switch eight for ic or it for os and that's the name of the acid so h like hydrogen and nitrate goes to nitric acid thank you for for listening to today's podcast there's a today's fun fact comes from listener laurel anderson her fun fact is uh kinsey's dying she is dying because death is inevitable, and we are all in the long process of dying. That is life. Thank you, Laurel, for your cool fun fact. I'll see you all next time you need some studying. Bye.